Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and I'm your host for today. I'll be with you for this hour of Calvary Live to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard the number that you can call in and be a part of the show and that call-in number is 303-690-3000. So I want to encourage you right at the top of the show, grab one of those open lines, and as soon as phone calls come in, uh, we will go to the phone lines. So grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living or our worldview, what it should be as Christians, uh, and we want to help you. We want to give you some answers from the Word of God, and so we'd love for you to do that. And also, it's an opportunity for you to uh, give a prayer request, because I know many of you, you have uh, prayer needs, you have things on your heart, people on your heart. We want to pray for you, for your situation, for those that um, are you know, on your heart, mind, family members, they're going through difficulties. We have the opportunity to be able to lift them up to the Lord. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And as most of you know, if you've been a listener of Calvary Live, that there is another way for you to be able to ask a question and give a prayer request, and that's through a dedicated text line, which, by the way, I want to remind you, it is open 24-7, for you to be able to text in a prayer request. But during this hour, if you have a question or a prayer request, the number is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show. Put those in your contact. Uh, I pray that you're doing well today, and we're looking forward to what the Lord has for us in this hour This is an opportunity for us to come together to talk about the things of the Lord, uh, to encourage one another, to pray for one another. So glad to be with you hosting the show once again on this beautiful day here in Colorado. Those of you listening on Grace FM in uh, Southern Colorado on 101.7, welcome. Uh, Those of you in Pueblo and Fountain and Whitefield uh, in Colorado Springs, we I would love to hear from you guys. Got a lot of friends down in that uh, area of Southern Colorado. That means so much to me, and love to hear from you guys, see how you're doing. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. And then also 89.7, which is a powerful signal up here in Northern Colorado from Castle Rock and Parker up through the metro area up into Southern Wyoming. We also invite you to give us a call, ask your questions, and give your prayer requests. And then we also want to welcome those who are listening in uh, on perhaps Hope or Truth FM or another radio station somewhere in the country. Uh, We invite you to call in at that same number at 303-690-3000. 
is the number to call, the call-in number. And uh, as you listen on the radio, if you're listening on Hope FM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, as you are listening in Baltimore, in Maryland, and New Jersey, uh, you are week delayed. Same with Truth FM or any other radio station that you're listening to that has picked up Calvary Light. But I also know that there's listeners from the four corners of the country, from Washington down to Florida and the Northeast um, to Southern California, uh, the southern part of the country into the Midwest. Uh, as I look at the map, those who are tuned in to us online, perhaps you're listening on your tablet, uh, smartphone, uh, maybe perhaps you're listening on the Grace FM website. We want to welcome you as well. And we also have some international listeners from South Korea and South Africa. Technology brings us together. We want to welcome you who are on the other side of the world. And uh, we're so glad that you're tuned in to us and listening. Pray you're doing well. And uh, it's wonderful to know that there's brothers and sisters in the Lord all over the world, and we get to talk about the things of the Lord. So take the opportunity now. I I uh, always encourage you, call early and uh, call in at the beginning of the show because sometimes as the show goes on, then the lines begin to fill up, and we want you to be able to do that. Um uh, to be able to get on the, the air because the hour goes by very, very quickly. Um, I also uh, just want to read a, a verse from you. It's a little devotion I was uh, given to the staff today at, at our staff meeting. Um, today, exactly 25 years ago, uh, we started uh, Calvary Chapel Greeley in our living room. We had a Bible study in 1996, on January the 19th, and uh, it's so glorious, um, so glorious to uh, see what God has done over the last 25 years, and uh, it, it just seems so long ago, but it's gone by so quickly, and uh, we're just rejoicing in the Lord that he's allowed us to minister for that long, uh, what he has done through the ministry, um, and I just want to encourage you, because I was uh, reminding the staff this morning, as Hebrews chapter 12 says, uh, particularly as you begin the, the chapter, it's familiar verses, that let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, and looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross of spising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. But, you know, we all have a race to run. And the author of Hebrews, whether it was Paul or somebody else, the Holy Spirit's the ultimate author, that we are to run our race with endurance. And it is a race out there. It's not just a sprint. It is, it's a long race. Even as uh, Elijah, you remember the fiery prophet when he got scared and he ran from Jezebel and he, he's down in the desert, he's asleep, and the angel wakes him up and says, Arise, Elijah, for the journey is long. And and the journey is long, and, and the race is is long. And we're to run our race with endurance. And the key to doing that, because all of us are running a race, you have a race that is set before you, I have a race that is set before me, the key is this, that we're to be looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Because if we get focused on other things, if we get focused on, uh, you know, the things of the world or the circumstances that are around us, which is very easy to do. We can get so 
sidetracked and and uh, we get weighed down and we want to keep looking unto Jesus. Jesus said, put your hand to the plow and don't look back. But I also want to remind you of what uh, Paul would write in Acts chapter 20. It's it's in uh, his address to the Ephesian elders for the last time. And I, I really love that text. It's, it's one of my favorite chapters uh, because he's talking to them. He's headed on his way to Jerusalem. And he says that I'm bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, that I may finish my race with joy in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel, the grace of God. Paul's saying, I'm going to Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit has testified to me that chains and tribulations await, but I'm determined to run my race with joy. And that's what I want to do. I want to run my race. I want to finish my race with joy, to do my ministry with joy. And it has been very joyous. At times it's hard. At times it's difficult. Paul began that address by saying that you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. And we can go through different seasons, can't we? We go through different seasons spiritually in our lives, and sometimes it feels like winter. Right now we're in the middle of winter, and and you know it, it can be cold and gray, and, and we get discouraged. Matter of fact, they say the middle of January is one of the most, um, you know, dreary times for people. They get discouraged because Christmas is over, the decorations are put away, the bills are coming in. We've already stopped our resolutions and broke them. Um, but listen, whatever season you're in spiritually, whether you're in a winter or whether you're in summer where things are growing and things are happening, run your race with joy. And the way to do that is keep your eyes on the Lord, run with endurance, put aside every weight that will uh, weigh you down and ensnare you and keep your focus on Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you. We're very grateful for the Lord, for the things he has done. Hey, give me a call. We've got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And so two open lines. Grab one of them. Let's go to Caroline in Baltimore. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. How, How are you? Doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm okay. I just um, don't want to lose my faith. Because I'm going mm. through, um, you know, um, sickness in my body. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're living in um, um, this era, you know, of living in Revelation, you know, the, um, the corona and everything. And, right. you know, it takes so long. It takes so long to see, to see the doctors. So I'm just calling for the hope and pray that I hold on to my faith. I don't lose my faith. And, I do yeah. love the Lord and 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 pray pray for healing, yeah. divine healing. I, I I don't know what it is. I have this belief, you know, that like He healed the lady with issue of blood. That was divine healing, and God can do anything. I know He do what He want to do when He wanted and how He want to do it. Yes, but I know. I just believe by faith that he can do it, and that he would intervene and, and put the right doctors in my place yeah, to help absolutely. me. Absolutely. And, you know, Carolyn, I want to encourage you. Um, 
because you want to pray that you don't lose your faith, but just listening to you, you are a woman of faith because you're telling me you believe that God can heal you, that God's able to do it, um, and you're trusting and going to him. It sounds like, to me, you have faith. And sometimes our faith can falter a bit. We can begin to doubt. Uh, We become weak, perhaps, in our faith at times. But the thing is, Jesus said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that you can move mountains. And we just need a little faith to go to him. And he honors that. He honors the heart that is looking to him. So it's an honor for us to pray for you. So, Father, I pray for Caroline as for healing in her body as the, she's having a hard time getting an appointment, uh, having a difficult time um, you know, with sickness in her body. So I pray for comfort, and I pray for healing to heal her body and uh, the sickness that is there. And, Lord, that if you choose to use a doctor, that she be able to get an appointment, get in, and get treated. But, Lord, we also know that you're the great physician, that you desire for us to come to you and to pray. You said, ask, please ask, that your joy may be full. And I just pray for healing upon her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet and everything, that you would divinely touch her, bring healing to her, minister to her in every way, and also bring in comfort. And, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen her, strengthen her faith, Lord, as she just stands fast in you, as she looks to you, And, Lord, that um, she would know that you care for her and love her. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Carolyn, the Lord loves you. Remember that. Okay, you keep going to him, and we'll be praying. All right? Okay, thank you. You bet, Caroline. You know, sometimes when we go through difficulties and troubles, you know, there are times where we can doubt. I think of that man it's recorded in Mark's gospel, I believe, when Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration and the disciples had been trying to help this man who had a boy whose son was vexed with the demon. And he went to Jesus and said, can you help me? The disciples haven't been able to help me. And Jesus said, do you believe? And the man responded by saying, I believe, but there's unbelief. And that's all Jesus wanted, in the honesty of that man's heart, to just say, I believe, but there is doubt that's there. And Jesus said, only believe. And and we can go through those seasons, and we can be honest with the Lord. Lord, help me. And, uh, and we can go to him and know that he cares for us, and he sees us, and he desires to come to us and work in our lives. And uh, and his love remains for us. And But, you know, he, he doesn't break a bruised reed. And he doesn't quench his smoking flax. And when we're bruised, he doesn't come along and just stomp on us. When we're just kind of smoldering in our faith, he doesn't come and dump a bucket of water on us. But he just ministers to us through his grace and through his compassion. And I hope that's an encouragement to you. Give me a call. we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And a text line is 720-336-0800. Nine seven. Let's go to Sharon in Longmont. Hi. How are you, Sharon? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. What can we help you with? Well, I'm reading uh, the Bible through the Bible in a year, and I'm in Genesis. I have Mm -hmm. several friends that are Jehovah Witnesses, 
And I've had this discussion with them before, and of course they can confuse you pretty quick. But I, you know, I always get yeah. back to the Word uh, of God and and what it says overall. But as I'm reading through, um, the question I have is that in um, one of the scriptures, uh, Genesis twelve seven, uh, it says that, that the Lord appears to Abram um, as a person. <laughs> It sounds like, anyway. And um, there are several places throughout the scriptures in the, in Genesis where the Lord, uh, it either says the angel of Jehovah or the angel of the Lord, appears to Abram. And I know that the Jehovah Witnesses believe that Jesus is an angel. So right. how do I clarify that with them? And how do I understand this a little bit more as I'm reading the scriptures? Well, the question is, who is, first of all, the angel of the Lord? And we see that, particularly the Old Testament references to the angel of the Lord. And um, so is it an angel? Is it the Lord himself? And what we see is um, that there's cases, and I believe you were given from Genesis, um, and can you give me that reference again? Yes, it's uh, Genesis twelve seven. And yeah, and there are times where there's a, what's called a Christophany, a theophany. Um, and the Lord appeared to Abraham uh, twelve seven. You said to your dis. Can you give me that reference again? Oh yes, it's uh, it says the Lord is uh, twelve seven. The, uh, Genesis twelve seven. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, "To your offspring I will give Canaan." While Lot yeah. lived among the cities of the plain and pitched his tents near Sodom. Now the men of right. Sodom were of anyway. So yeah. Anyway, so and then he there, and then he goes on to talk about you know in in verses fourteen. Yeah. And and that's that when he one, came and said, "I'm going to make you a great nation." So there are times where. Um, the appearances of the angel of the Lord, that specific term, the angel of the Lord, is an appearance of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. Um, we see that um, the Lord appeared to Joshua uh, as he was going to go into the promised land. Joshua was told to take his feet, you know, his shoes off uh, his feet. He's on holy ground. Um, and we see it at times where it is in uh, an appearance of Jesus Christ, what is call, called a Christophany or Theophany. Um, an appearance, uh, the Lord manifested before his incarnation. Um, he declared himself, Jesus, to be you know, eternal. And that's where the Jehovah Witnesses are wrong. Where they are wrong is they say that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. And Jesus, as you read the book of Hebrews, and Hebrews is a very important text to take them to, because in the beginning of Hebrews, we see that uh, Hebrews is telling us that Jesus is superior. He is superior to the angels. He, he's not equal to the angels. Um, and you can read that in chapter 1. You can read how, um, I will be to him a father, he shall be to me a son. Let all the angels of God worship him. So he's not on the same level as angels. As you go through the Bible, you can see very clearly that Jesus is eternal. He existed from all eternity past, 
and he is the and that's the whole term the alpha the omega the beginning and the end those are eternal terms so jesus was not created he's not a created angel and that's where the jehovah witnesses go wrong and that's where the mormons go wrong cuz the mormons believe that jesus is created being the brother of lucifer so jesus is eternal the second person of the godhead and he's superior to the angels but that term in the old testament that you read the angel of the lord not in every case but in some cases it is believed to be an appearance of jesus christ in the old testament it doesn't mean that he was a created being and an angel or is michael the archangel he is eternal um and he was in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god now the Jehovah Witness has come along and they mistranslate that. They say, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was a God. They put that A in there, which is a gross mistranslation of what the text says. So we know that Jesus is eternal. He's superior than the angels. Um, and, you know, he uh, makes that very clear as you go through chapter 1, chapter 2 of the book of Hebrews so you might want to look at that again. Um, and it, it makes it very clear that the Father calls the Son God um, as you go through there. And to show them that. Um, and, um, and, you know, who makes his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? But to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. So the Father is saying to the Son that you are God. And I think that you can make that case very clear as you go through uh, that with the Jehovah Witnesses. He's not Michael the Archangel. He's not a created being. Um, he is eternal. He is the creator. And one of the characteristics of the cults is they try to take away the divinity uh, of Jesus Christ. Well, it's it's really interesting to me because, of course, for me, when I'm reading the Bible and I see... I am, which I know refers to God, and Jesus says, I am, it's so clear to me, and it it amazes me that they can take the same passages, And but you're right, they just need to change one little word or add a word, and it throws the whole meaning off of that uh, particular sentence. So, as I'm reading through here, I'm like, well, is this where they're getting their theology, that Jesus is an angel? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a created being. And, you know, it's it's interesting what you just said, because in John chapter 8, you know, the religious leaders are coming against Jesus and, you know, conversing with him. And Jesus made that statement of deity. He said, before Abraham was, I am, ego amin. That's a statement of deity. The religious leaders immediately took up stones to stone him and um, because they knew that he was claiming to be God. And so Jesus passed in the midst of them. But what he was saying, you can go back to the book of Exodus where Moses was at the burning bush, and he said, what's your name? I'm going to go back to Egypt. The people are going to want to know what your name is. And the Lord said, I am that I am. You tell them I am sent you, sent me, or sent you. So he declared to be I am. It was translated Jehovah, Yahweh. Um, And so they knew when Jesus said before Abraham was, 
I am that Jesus was claiming to be God at the burning bush. He was claiming deity. And so you can make those connections to the Jehovah Witnesses, and you can easily um, just uh, disprove their false claims that Jesus was created and that he's Michael the Archangel. Yeah. I don't even know where they get Michael the Archangel from any of this, to tell you the truth, uh, because usually if Michael the Archangel is appearance, doesn't it say his name? Yeah, it does it? say yeah, his name. Not maybe it does usually with Michael, not always with Gabriel, but it's Michael. Yeah. Uh, you know, definite article the archangel, but he is mm-hmm. not Jesus, and uh, and so it's very very clear in that. So, good yeah. question. Keep looking at that. There's some good resources out there. Like Ron Rhodes has some books. If you um, go to a Christian bookstore, I know we have it in our bookstore. How to answer Jehovah Witness. And those books are very, very helpful to you in helping you be able to talk to them and well, to answer their questions. Yeah. yeah good. I think it's really important. They witness to us. We need to be able to witness back to them with God's yeah. word. So, yeah. 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 Very be able to give an answer. So give a defense. So, all right. God bless you. Thanks for calling, well, Sharon. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, Bye. You have a great evening. Uh huh. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. I believe we got all open lines. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. And, you know, it is good to be able to uh, talk with people. Uh, we are in the book of Ezekiel on Wednesday night. And what we're covering on Wednesday night is Ezekiel is told to take a scroll and to eat it. And then Ezekiel is going to give a message to the nation. And we are to take in the meat of the word. Uh, the I was quoting from Hebrews. The author of Hebrews says, at a time that you guys should be teachers, you're still dribbling in milk. And that's one of the things that's so wonderful about uh, Christian radio, uh, Grace FM, is you know this, you're getting fed the word of God uh, 24-7. And that's why it's such an important uh, ministry to read your Bibles, to be in a church that is teaching the Bible, and and you're growing in the Word of God because people have questions. There's a lot of uh, voices that are out there. There's a lot of uh, things that are out there that are not true, and we can filter everything through the truth of God's Word and be established in truth. And I can't reiterate how important it is for us to do that and to be able to give an answer to people. People maybe just confused. People haven't read the Bible. Some people say, oh, I've read the Bible. I know what it says. But, you know, for many, many years I've been studying the Bible. I don't know it all. Always learning, always growing. And and we grow in faith as we take in the Word of God. Uh, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And be used of the Lord. And Ezekiel, take the scroll and eat it, and then you're going to be able to speak to others. And as we're taking in the Word of God, it's very important that uh, we are ones that uh, are given out and given a message and given the truth of God's word to other. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Um, and he desires to do that as you grow in the word of God. Hey, I want to remind you, we got all open lines right now. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. This is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, usually with you on Tuesday And so I'd love to answer your questions, Um, love to be able to 
um, pray with you. The text line, again, that's a 24-7 text line. People will be praying for you. But during this second half of the show that we're coming up on, I'd uh, love to pray with you and answer your questions. And we'll go to the text line if we get some time. We're getting ready to go to break, but that text number is 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. And uh, text me a question or a prayer request. Grab one of those open lines. We've got plenty of time in the second half of the show, uh, 303-690-3000. As we're getting ready to go to break, I pray you're doing well. And uh, if you got the opportunity, pick up the phone and give me a call. We're going to be back in just a little bit after the messages. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. Uh, see what the Lord has for us as you call in with your questions and your prayer requests. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I'm with you on this beautiful day, this Tuesday, sunny day in Colorado. So I'd love for you to call. Maybe you are finishing up work. Maybe you're with the kids getting them a snack. Maybe uh, you're, uh, you know, uh, out and about and you've got an opportunity to call. Give me a call and love to be able to answer your questions and to uh, pray with you and as you give prayer requests. That's why we're here and this is really your show. And so maybe there's been a question that has been on your mind. Maybe as you I met with a group of Christians and had a Bible study or heard a teaching, or maybe as you are having your devotions, uh, maybe that uh, question has come up. So if you have an opportunity, I'd love to hear from you. All open lines right now, 303-690-3000. And then the text line is 720-336-0897 is the text line. And you can give a prayer request or ask a question on that. And as we have time, we will go to the text line to fill in the time. But we got a half a show here, and so grab one of those open lines. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Just kind of a quick announcement uh, that I'd like to give. Uh, we are doing in-person services here at Calvary Greeley on Sunday morning. It's, it's glorious to see people coming back, and uh, more and more, and uh and, it, you know, the classroom's filling up. And uh, I, I pray that, um, that you know, that you, as you are getting back, and I know some people, because we're still dealing with the COVID, still trying to be safe, still trying to have measures to where we're doing the best that we can, but we're also just trusting the Lord. And we really need to be together in this time that we are in. And uh, I do pray that um, that. Uh, as you go back, that the Lord protects your church, your fellowship, and um, and we just move forward and that we turn the corner on this COVID thing. And we want to pray for our nation. Uh, we want to pray that this virus goes away. And um, it's just been a long season, hasn't it? Do you realize it's been it's been 10 months? And uh, in the first part of March, it's going to be a year. 
and uh, we need to be in fellowship, especially the day in which we are in. Um, I have noticed, and again, we were talking about at a staff meeting that the staff has noticed that people are scared today, and they're confused, and they're upset, and they're edgy. And it's not just the COVID; it's the you know the political climate. It's the challenges economically uh, as people have lost their jobs, trying to find jobs, school, the kids are trying to get back to school. And it's it's just been a difficult season. And the church is such a, a wonderful, needed place for you to come and be comforted and to hear God's Word. We're very grateful for the online technology that we have, um, and we do. And so we have online and in person on Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. Children's ministry at all three services. And we have other times during the week that we meet. We're starting young adults on Friday nights at 7 o'clock. Those of you who are in the college age from 18 to 26, you're welcome to come. And come and fellowship. And you're going to be tremendously blessed. Uh, high school on Saturday nights. Men's Bible study Tuesday night starting up on the 27th. Ladies Bible study February the 2nd. So pray about, you know, um, you know, just how you might get involved in your church or if you're up here in Northern Colorado, how that might be something uh, that might be a blessing to you. And you're welcome to come here at Calvary Chapel. We're not going to turn anyone away. Um, I, I just have that conviction of Whoever wants to come, we're going to find a seat for you, and we're going to place you here, and we're going to trust in the Lord, and we're going to trust in Him for everything. Um, and that includes this time of the pandemic. We want to be careful. Uh, we're encouraging people to wear masks, um, but we're going to trust in the Lord in every way, every day, every moment. And uh, that's what we've been doing, and He's been merciful to us in every way. Uh, I I want to, um, a pastor shared this with me, and it really spoke to me in Second Chronicles chapter 15. Uh, and it reads, But when in their trouble they turned to the Lord of Israel and sought him, and he was found by them. And in those times there was no peace to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in. But great t- turmoil was on all the inhabitants of the land. So nation was destroyed by nation and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. You know, there's a lot of trouble around us, and there's a lot of adversity around us. We see it in our nation. We see it in our communities. We see it around the world. And um, we're told to be strong. And as we do what the Lord wants us to do, our work is going to be rewarded. And we have an opportunity to help people, to share the love of Jesus Christ, to serve people, and to trust Him. And and uh, so we're looking forward to what the Lord is going to do this year. And Calvary Live is a part of that, for to encourage you and bless you. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720 Nine seven. We had a caller who um, couldn't stay on the air, but wants prayer for her mom Elizabeth in a nursing home, and uh, so we are going to uh, pray for her mom Elizabeth. Lord, I just pray for this one who called. Her mom went to a nursing home, declined greatly, has fallen, 
uh, several times in the last few weeks, now back in the hospital. Lord, I just pray that you would um, just bring healing to this individual. Um, the, to uh, it's, it's so hard um, when uh, we have uh, those who are elderly parents, grandparents that are in nursing homes, and they're so fragile. So we just pray that you would strengthen her, uh, that you would bless her, uh, that you would be with her, and Lord, that you would um, minister to her. And Lord, um, I just ask that you would just uh, be with um, her daughter who's concerned that you bring her comfort and that you would just um, show yourself strong on behalf of this this precious, godly, older woman in the nursing home. And Lord, her, her daughter, the whole family, just work and touch them, minister to them in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. So very grateful to, to have you uh, on. We got a couple open lines. We got a call from Tennessee. Let's see if I say this right. Minerva? Minerva? How do you, hello? You're on Calvary Live. Is it Minerva? Are you there? Okay, she dropped from Tennessee, but she asked a question, which days does the Bible say to go to worship corporately, Saturday or Sunday? And uh, so I hope she's she's listening or um, maybe she is online. Uh, but um, that's a question that comes up oftentimes. Why don't Christians worship on Saturday on the Sabbath? Like in the Old Testament, the Sabbath is to be observed a holy day. Why do we worship on Sunday? When we go to the New Testament, uh, first of all, I just want to say that in Acts chapter 2, that when the church was born, it's interesting, and a lot of people miss this, but this argument seems to be, do we worship on Saturday or do we worship on Sunday? There's evidence in the book of Acts that the Christians began to meet on the first day of the week. We see that in Acts chapter 19, uh, when Paul was there. Uh, actually, it's Acts chapter 20 in Troash. Now, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. They were meeting on the first day of the week. We know that uh, Paul would go to Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, uh, another uh, portion of Scripture that gives us evidence that they met on the first day of the week. Uh, let me read it to you uh, in 1 Corinthians 16, I believe. And he's going to take a collection to Jerusalem. And so he says, concerning the collection for the saints, this is 1 Corinthians 16, 1, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also on the first day of the week, let each of you lay something aside, storing up that he may prosper, that there be no collections uh, when I come. So he says on the first day of the week when you meet, uh, that's on Sunday. So to me there's evidence that the church was meeting on the first day of the week. But in Acts chapter 2, here's the thing to consider. As the church was born, the church is growing. Um, they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. And then it goes on to say in chapter 2 that so continuing daily with one accord in the temple with breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, 
praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. It tells me that they were meeting daily. So the question is, why don't we meet on Saturday? Why on Sunday? The church began to meet on Sunday because it was the day that the Lord rose. But we know that Paul writes something very important in the book of Romans, chapter 14. And he says, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. To me, every day is alike. To be worshipped, you know, worshiping the Lord for us to meet, uh, for us to gather. Uh, we gather traditionally on Sunday mornings for our services, but we also gather just about other every other night of the week, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, uh, Friday nights, Saturdays for youth. There's different times that we meet, and I'm one that esteems every day alike. And if somebody wants to keep the Sabbath on Saturday, then keep the Sabbath. But, um, you know, um, we can meet at any time. Paul would write in Colossians chapter 2, let no one judge you concerning Sabbaths. We know that in the early church in Acts chapter 15 in the Jerusalem council, when they were determining what do we tell these Gentile believers, the church was growing, the Gentile church was growing, non-Jewish, you know, believers, and should we tell them they have to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses? And they said, as long as, as you read Matthew chapter 15, and I think it's an important text, uh, for us to consider that they came to the conclusion that this is what we're going to tell them, the right to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, because they were coming out of that in paganism, from things strangled and from blood, nothing about the Sabbath. And if the Sabbath was so important, because there are those who say that if you worship on Sunday, that you take the mark of the beast, or if you worship on Sunday and not on Saturday, you're not really a Christian, that is not biblical. So if it was, you know, so important for us to, to, to keep the Sabbath and the Sabbath law, that would have been mentioned. But he says, abstain from these things. If they do these things, they'll be doing well. So that's something that, that we have uh, biblical backing for. And um, you can worship on Saturday. You can worship on Sunday. You can worship on Monday. We can gather as believers anytime. We can esteem every day alike. And I think just the... The opportunity to be able to gather uh, is so wonderful, so glorious, and uh, I'm so glad that we can do that. Um, so um, we're just we're just gracious. You know, there's somebody else that um, called in, asked for prayer for a mother who fell in hip replacement, and um, so she's in a nursing home and she's having a difficult time. Father, I pray for someone else who's prayed. Um, you know, who has a uh, mother who fell, and she's in a nursing home, broke her hip. She's declining, a lot of medication. We know who, you know who this person is. We just pray for this individual um, that really wants prayer for their mother. We just pray for healing. We pray for strength. We pray for the staff there, um, that they would minister to her. We just pray for your hand to be upon her in every way. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, let's, I believe we still got all open lines. Give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. I'm going to go right back to the text line. There is a question that came in, and this is a question that gets asked uh, by a 
people that as they begin to read the Bible and they begin to look at the book of Genesis, but why was Cain's sacrifice rejected and Abel's accepted? And of course, you know the story in the book of Genesis in chapter four, how uh, how Adam and Eve had children, Cain and Abel, and they were to bring a sacrifice to the Lord. And I'll read it to you. And it can be kind of, we can read it and we can wonder why, you know, why was, you know, Cain's sacrifice rejected? It seemed like as he was a tiller of the ground. And let me turn to that text and read it to you. And it was, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and the fat, and the Lord respected Abel in his offering, but did not respect Cain in his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. Now here's a real key in that question. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and it's desired for you that you should rule over it. So the question, you know, sometimes people read that and they think, well, God must not like, you know, uh, those who raise um, animals and sheep and cattle and all that, um, uh, or, you know, doesn't like farmers because it was uh, uh, Cain that brought the fruit of the ground. Um, here's the thing. The key in this is, first of all, that the Lord said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? I think that, first of all, that he knew what he was to do. He just wanted to come on his own terms. He wanted to come and just um, bring his own sacrifice when it wasn't a sacrifice that was pleasing to the Lord. Abel's was. And I think that, um, you know, as we look at this, um, that one gets the feeling that Cain routinely just gathered some fruit and offered to the Lord to fulfill his obligation. But Hebrews gives us a little clue as well. Uh, Abel's faith was apparently another factor because Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, we read, By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, uh, through which he was commended as righteous. Um, So through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. So in other words, um, the heart of Cain wasn't right when he brought this sacrifice, and it was with Abel. And that's why the Lord said, If you do what's right, then won't you be accepted? You know what to do. And um, so that's a real key as we look at that text. Hey, I'm going to look at uh, some others. Let's look where we're at. Um, um, Somebody called in, and they're not on the line, but uh, it's interesting. Um, Some uh, listeners um, are thinking, can the radio be their church? And that is a good question. Sometimes people ask me, they can work for like a ministry, and they think, can that ministry be my church? Um, the radio is, is not your church. It's it's important. It's an important ministry. We're so grateful to be on the air here on Grace FM for you to get fed um, when you're in your cars, you're at work, listening to radio, whatever the case may be. Uh, wonderful, wonderful teachers. But the church is as we gather together. And I think it's important for you, for all of us to have a good church that you go to with a fellowship of believers 
where the Bible's being taught, where you can use your gifts, uh, where you can be prayed for, you can have fellowship with other believers. That really is the church, and you can't get that on the radio. Uh, so we have the technology technology today with radio, with um, online technology. That's wonderful. Uh, live stream, uh, those things have been very, very important during this pandemic because some people are not going to be able to come out. They're, they're at higher risk of COVID. They need to be careful. There's shut-ins. There are some people, for other reasons, they can't be in a church and fellowship, and I understand that. So, in a sense, the radio is very important to them, the online, um, but as much as you can to be with a group of believers is very, very important. And uh, the Bible says not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. So there is a coming together as we're online. Um, Some people, that is their only choice. It's the only thing they can do, shut-ins. We're very grateful to be able to reach them, but as much as you can, be in the church. And I think that's so important that you do that. And, you know, find a church that teaches the Scriptures, that teaches through the Scripture, um, that um, is going to, you know, be faithful to the the Word of God. So, anyway, um, I think it's important for us to find a good church to be in that fellowship uh, as much as we can. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Lamont in Baltimore. Hi, Hello. Lamont. How are you? Uh, I've, uh, I've been better, but I've been worse, so I'm, I feel blessed. Good. So, uh, like I was saying, my uh, question is about some of these YouTube things. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's remarkable how people won't even question the validity of some of these things that they see for 10 or 15 seconds or minutes, and the Bible's been around all this time and has right. uh, stood the test of everything that you can imagine, and they uh, they question it, and it, it's, a, it's just amazing. But uh, again, this thing about the genesis of God, which I think is heresy, because this guy's saying that God wasn't God until he created Adam, because who he, who could he have been speaking about or who could he have loved and I'm like does he know anything about the trinity I'm like I yeah I don't know I don't know so and you brought up uh, something you know Lamont is very important and you use that word test and John in his epistle because he was dealing with false doctrine he was dealing with the gnostics and that word gnostic means to know they claim to have this superior knowledge you know we're in the know we know things that nobody else knows and you're describing somebody who is saying God wasn't God until he created Adam. I have this special knowledge. Well, it's false, and we can disprove it through the Word of God. John was dealing with the same thing. What they were saying, the Gnostics of his time, is that Jesus didn't have a physical body. It looked like he had a physical body, but he didn't have a physical body. He would walk across the sand. He wouldn't leave footprints. He kind of, you know, you put your hand through him— and um, they would go on and they say he didn't have a physical body till he died on the cross. You know, just, um, and that's why John, he begins his epistle in First John. He says, you know, that we, you know, um, from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, and our hands have handled, we touched him. We touched him concerning the word of life. So he dismisses this this false doctrine 
as he writes this epistle to the Christians. And of course, we know that it was Jesus that told Thomas, stick your hand in my side, touch me. Uh, I physically died on the cross. I physically rose from the grave. But John says something very important that we need to remind others. Um, and you can remind your brother, whoever sending you these YouTubes, that don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And how do we test the spirits? We don't test it by how dynamic somebody seems to be. We don't test it by how funny they are or how smart they seem to be or if they say, I received a special revelation. Our final authority is the Word of God, just as you said, Lamont. And the Word of God, we can test everything through. And if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, then it is false. Take it and lay it aside. And it's important for us to have discernment in the days in which we're living in, because there's a lot of voices, as I've already said on this program today, that are out there, and a lot of weird teachings, and the the teaching of God wasn't even God until he created Adam, is nonsense, because we know what the Bible says, that God is eternal. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning of the end, and so we test the spirits, and we need to to tell others, you need to test the spirits. What does the Word of God have to say concerning this? Or if something is said, how do you back it up with the Word of God? And and that's the final authority in our lives. Amen. No, I, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much done. <laughs> but you, you know, because I I came out of that kind of that word of faith kind of name it and claim it kind of stuff. And as a matter of fact, I was uh, I was I was a worship leader. In, in the church, and 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 believe me, when 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 I I really felt like I was doing what I was supposed to do, and when I when I would when we would publicly worship, I mean, I I I really felt like I was worshiping God. I really felt that I was giving Him reverence and everything, and I know that I was, but I didn't learn anything. I I, I never knew right. anything. You know, we were just. It was just. It was just, it was almost a show, and, and so... Uh, a pep rally. I, I, got, I got disenchanted, and but, but I've, I've, I've listened to some really good people lately, and, and, um, and uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm coming back around, but I know right off the bat that that's, that's ridiculous, that, that, that other part. So I'm not going to hold you up, yeah. but I appreciate you. And, uh, hey, Lamont, make sure that yes, you're in a good... Bible teaching church. There's nothing wrong with having an exciting worship time, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with it, but we got to be grounded in the Word. And, you know, the whole health wealth, Lamont, while I just got you for a minute, you know, we're going over Matthew, and we went over the feeding of the 5,000, that miracle meal, and John's Gospel tells us that right after the feeding of the 5,000, that the people were going to come and they were going to crown him as king, force him to be king, and he dismissed the crowds. He wasn't going to take their crown. The only crown that he would take was a crown of thorns going to Calvary to die for the sins of the world. But they were only coming to him on the basis of their stomachs. They said, he fed us, he's healed us, we'll never go hungry, we'll never you know, be sick again, 
It's all part of that health and wealth doctrine, the prosperity gospel, which is not the gospel. Now, the Lord can bless us. Every good gift comes from above. But the thing is, he was going to take care of the greatest need, and that is to free him from sin, that they needed forgiveness of sin, and only Jesus would provide that by going to the cross. But there are those teachers that are out there today And many people fall into their theology that God always wants you to be healthy. He always wants you to be wealthy. And if you're going to be wealthy, you need to have enough faith or healthy, and you need to send your seed faith. And notice that it's always to me. Send it to me. And and God's going to bless you. And people have been deceived by that doctrine, and it's very unfortunate. And, um, And that's why it's so important that we be discerning, and that we be students of the Word, because yeah. those who are grounded in God's Word, when these false doctrines come blowing through, they don't take a look at a second look at it. They say, that's not of God. But it all kinds of people can get worked up over it. And and yeah. so, you know, keep in the Word, all right? Yes, sir. And one, one quick thing, Pastor Jeff, I want to say to the people that are listening, forget about the people that preach your style, you like the way they do whatever, forget about that and get back to the Word. Because I'll tell you, I had to I had to let go some people who I really thought highly of because of some of the things that they had said that I found out that didn't want, line up with God's Word. But thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, you. thanks, and Lamont. God bless you. Good to hear from you guys in the East Coast there. So wonderful. Hey, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, be in the Word of God be taken in the Word, test the spirits to see if they are of God. Continue to listen to good Christian radio, good Bible teaching, be in fellowship, study the Bible, uh, be in your devotions, be wise in the days in which we're living in. Hey, God bless all of you. So good to be with you this evening, this afternoon. Pray that you have a good rest of the day. Be praying for our country as we have a new president that's going to be sworn in tomorrow. We need to be praying for leaders as a commandment of the Lord. So we'll talk to you later. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.